friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 452 of Maestro on the Mic. In today's episode, I am breaking down four unexpected issues that you will very likely experience as an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurialism has absolutely changed my life, but with all of the coaching that I do and all the people that I get to work with, I have seen four pretty significant uh, and recurring themes pop up that if not handled or dealt with, they can absolutely just completely derail your career. And oftentimes they will force people or cause people to stop. I would like to help you get ahead of these things and perhaps work on a little bit of expectation management so that you can stay in the game long enough to actually win the game. All this and more, but first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. Hello, 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 my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. So today we are breaking down my top four unexpected issues that you will very likely encounter and experience as an entrepreneur. But first, can we talk for a second about, well, now I don't know what week it's going to be, but episode number four, I believe, four or five of, uh, what is it, Last of Us? The show about the fungus, the fungus among us. I should probably know the name, but I don't know. I think it's Last of Us. I was not okay after that episode. I know a lot of people really like the episode with the two, um, with Bill and, not Ted, Bill and the other guy. Uh, that was fine. The episode with Sam and Henry my heartstrings, tugged, broken, dead, just, oh my gosh. This should not be a spoiler also because this this episode will come out so far after that episode, but I am recording this the day after that Sam and Henry episode aired, and my God, I love zombie films. I love zombie shows. Um, I shouldn't say that. I love zombie films. I don't necessarily love zombie shows because of the same reason as why I don't really love this Fungus Among Us show. I'm watching it largely because Ashley wants to keep watching it. But we, what we tend to see with these zombie shows is that it reveals that it's not the zombies that are the worst thing. It's humanity. And I'm like, yes, I know. I understand this and I don't want to see more of this. Whereas a movie, there's like a, you know, it's finite, it's two hours, hour and a half, whatever, and you get an ending and like some resolution. And then it can actually be about the zombies and if their special effects are just like how creepy they are, whatever. This is a TV show, and we saw it happen with Walking Dead, right? When they killed Glenn with the bat, and it was a human that did it, I was like, I stopped watching the show. So I don't even know what season that was, but I, I was like, I can't keep watching this. Like, I like to watch Million Dollar Listings. It's like, let me, give me like floof TV. But either way, just wanted to throw that in there. I do like to, you know, humanize this podcast. I, one of the things I've kind of felt is that, I love doing these shorter episodes and really focusing on making them tactical, but then I'm like, I don't want to 
get rid of the human aspect. I love the kind of conversational piece. It's like a pseudo conversational piece because I'm conversing with myself. But you do listen and you do text back. And I, I love that. I'm so grateful for that. Um, you know, however, quote unquote, delayed it may be. Um, I want to make sure that, I, that I, I want to make sure that I don't lose that. So there's the conversational piece. That episode, my heart, my heart, literally. Oh, my God, my heart, my heart. A moment for my heart, folks, a moment. Okay, so today's episode, we're breaking down four unexpected issues that I, I believe you will very likely or could very likely experience as an entrepreneur. Um, I have seen these themes as recurring themes that come up time and time again, whether it's one of them or all four of them in a, in, you know, a single client. Um, and I want to just help you kind of be aware of them and perhaps with that awareness, use that awareness uh, to manage expectations and, and facilitate preparation. The biggest issue that I see and that causes these four issues, right? Well, the biggest, the theme here that I see that causes and leads to these four issues is the fact that entrepreneurialism at the end of the day means self-employment. If you have the benefit of just going right into it, maybe someone else is supporting you or whatever, or you have a, you know, really reserves that you've built up, amazing. But now you have become self-employed, which means the freedom that you seek is the freedom that you will now become responsible for managing. Most folks, they go into entrepreneurialism or they become self-employed because they're like, I don't want to deal with a shitty boss. I get that. I don't think it's the best reason to start a business, to be completely honest. I think you're better off. If your problem is I don't want a shitty boss, then you should probably go find business that doesn't have a shitty boss because oftentimes people don't want a shitty boss and then they just replace that shitty boss with themselves and end up becoming a shitty boss. And you're like, well, it's not better that you're the shitty boss. So what, you know, another thing that people will go into entrepreneurialism for looking for is time freedom. And they're like, I want to be able to do what I want when I want, which also isn't the best reason. And you tend to get a lot more flexibility working for yourself, but not necessarily ultimate time freedom. What you will find is that these things that you wanted, now you are in control of actually making them happen. And you are in, you're responsible, not in control. You are responsible for making those things happen. And you're responsible for way more of your day and way more of what you're doing. And oftentimes that's a shock to people and it's very unexpected. It's an unexpected issue. And sometimes people can't get over it and it stops them. It's okay if it stops them and it stops you and you're like, actually, this isn't for me. That's a very valuable lesson. But if you're like, I don't want it to stop me. I want to be prepared for it. I want to be aware of it. I want some suggestions on how to work through these things. I got you. That's what this episode is about. So four unexpected issues, the top four unexpected issues that you will very likely experience as an entrepreneur. Number one, biggest one is managing time. The problem that we see is that when you work for yourself, everything can become work or work related, which suddenly means that anything and everything can be used as an excuse to not actually do the work that needs to get done. So, you know, rearranging your office, that is work, is tangential to work. And that's probably more fun than like looking at a profit and loss, a P&L sheet. So we'll be like, well, I'm just going to do that instead because like rearranging my office is going to help me because it's going to give me the right mind frame so I can like then do these other things. That can be a very slippery slope folks, and suddenly you're doing everything but actual work. Solution here, 
four of them I'm going to give to you. Number one, get an accountability buddy. That could mean hiring a coach, but uh, you know I like to go the kind of free route first and use what's around you. So if you have someone that's a, that's a friend that's doing something similar to what you're doing, put that out there. Or if you're like, I don't have that, cool, but you have social media, put it on social media and be like, this is what I'm doing today. I'm getting this done. If you are the type of person that responds well to that kind of external um, responsibility and external accountability, you got to know yourself. Second solution, second option here is adding more to your schedule. We know by right, Parkinson's law is very true. Work expands to fill the time allotted for it. So if you say, I had all day to do this thing, well, then it's probably going to take you all day. If you literally have five things that you need to get done, suddenly you're like, I'm going to get more stuff done. I, all of my parents listening to this, my moms, I know that you understand that. And you're like, when there's a bunch of stuff and I got to take this kid to this and this to this and this to this, suddenly you're like, hey, well, this thing has to get done in that time frame where it's not getting done. So oftentimes in the beginning, you don't have a lot of stuff. You don't have a lot of clients maybe. So let's put some more things on your schedule. It doesn't necessarily have to even be work or work-related, but get the schedule a little bit tighter, and that's going to uh, allow for, create better time management opportunities. Speaking of time management, that's going to be step number three, or solution number three, is a time audit. I love doing this, and if you ever want help, you can sign up for a maestro meeting. I love helping people get their schedules in order. I absolutely love it. I was just working on this with Ashley. Like, this is literally one of my most favorite things to do. So time audit means you take note, take stock of everything that you do all day for at least a week. I typically prefer two weeks because usually the first week you don't actually, you don't act right. You just be changing things because you're like, this is what I want to be doing. And like, look at me. And then by the second week, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm just going to do what I normally do. And then you can see like, okay, where this is where this is time. This was where this time is going. This is where this time is going. There's a lot of task switching. Uh, so part first part there is audit your time. And then from there, you look to time batch, aka you're putting items together that have similar energy expenditures and similar energy requirements. I've done multiple episodes on time batching. Courtney, if you could link at least one of those. Thank you. All right. So that will help out with your time management. The third part, and this ties into what you said earlier, is then once you've audited these things, sometimes you just got to eat the frog. And I did an episode on that, actually. It might have even been an episode. Maybe it was a YouTube video that Joe... I'm not sure. Either way, if you could link that, Courtney, thank you. Um, sometimes you got to eat the frog. You got to do the thing you don't want to do, and you do it first so that you know it's going to get done. Some of these le less sexy, less fun things, like especially if you're a creator or a creative type, doing numbers and like bank stuff is not fun, and finances is not fun. Do it first. Get it out of the way. Uh, last part of the solutions here for managing time is just leaning on discipline. Remember that easy is earned and having that more of that flexibility and having the ability to take more time off is earned. When you've established a set routine and you've been doing this thing for years and years and years and you built up the trust with your audience, you can take more time off and, and step back. Right? So take that. And that statement is from, I quote is from Jade, Jade Tata. Um, that's Jill's ex-husband. But I like that quote. It is what it is. I didn't take it at face value. Second unexpected issue that I see entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs running into is working alone. The problem is that they, some folks just really like to have teammates, team members, or have a team. One, I think the kind of the overarching theme we're going to see through this, or running theme we're going to see through all of these is self-awareness and, and understanding how you are, how you operate, what you like, what you don't like. But if the problem is that you really like having a team, you really like being surrounded by people, team members, teammates, or you like having a team, managing a team, first, join a mastermind. Join a group coaching program. You may, it may be easier for some people to pay to play in that regard. 
doesn't have to be the most expensive mastermind by any means, but yes, you could try joining a networking group as well. I think maybe those are free. The next level up would be some sort of like group coaching thing that is like a mastermind. And again, don't spend a zillion dollars on these things. But the reason I say pay to play is that in the beginning, if you're not really bringing things to the table, you don't have much success yet. You don't have much proficiency with things. You may need to pay to get into a room to be around other people that are learning and are in the same space as you. It depends on where you live. Maybe you have these opportunities just naturally in networking things. Awesome. One of the things I've seen is that a lot of the networking events tend to be in for in-person business or brick-and-mortar business, which is a little bit different. Um, so joining some sort of coaching program can be really, really helpful just to be surrounded by people that essentially become like teammates. So they're doing you know, their own product, but it's you're working on it at the same time. You're going through it at the same time. Um, I will actually pitch, and I think I didn't write this down in my uh, outline, but I'll pitch the mafia. If you are looking for team members, team teammates, I should say, but you're like, I don't want to spend a zillion dollars, the mafia is a great option, absolutely phenomenal option, and a way that you can connect with people that are in the trenches doing the thing at the same time that you are. So if you want more information on that, shoot me a text, 310-737-2345. Love to chat about that. Um, $37 a month. It's not, not going to break the bank. Um, or uh, you can shoot me a DM at the Movement Maestro. So we said, number one, join a mastermind. Second option here would be to create your own mastermind. This can be difficult if you're not bringing things to the table. You don't have a big network yet. But if you do, cool, then get your friends together and create those, that team, right, where they're working on their things, but you're doing it together. You're holding each other accountable. Uh, third thing, hire when you have fun. So if you're like, I actually like running a team and that's just part of one of your strengths, amazing. Understand that. And then wait to hire until you can actually financially financially make sense. But then you can hire a team and at least start one at a time. Yes, I think it's important to understand what exactly you're hiring for. Do you want a teammate? Do you want a mentee? Do you want someone that just like does things for you? Like kind of an operator position? You got to figure out exactly what you need. But that it would be a third solution there for um, people that are like, I don't like working alone. I don't like being in by myself with this. Hiring a coach could be helpful as well um, because they can give you someone to, to bounce ideas off of. They can, you know, someone that that, that gets it and has been there. Um, I think this is especially helpful as a, t as a tip for people that live in places where just being an entrepreneur isn't as common of a thing. Like there's a lot of people where I live and a lot of people I meet that understand it, that get it, that I could use as, as teammates. And, you know, my best friend, Jill, my business bestie, she lives up the street. So if you find yourself in kind of one of those like entrepreneurial oases, I don't know how to say that word. Uh, it may be prudent for you to go in and kind of pay to play a little bit and become part of a group that you can, can use as a team or consider to be a team. The third unexpected issue that I see entrepreneurs run, entrepreneurs, I keep saying that wrong, entrepreneurs running to is the fact that they have to do everything themselves in the beginning, right? A lot of people just, they want to just do the things they're good at. They, they just want to coach. And they're like, I just want to be a coach. This is why I said earlier, it's not necessarily the best idea. You're like, I, I don't want a shitty boss to then go and start your own business because then you have to do everything. Now you are the boss. Now you are marketing. Now you are the branding team. Now you are the outreach team. Now you are the sales team. Now you are also the coach. Now you are also IT. And you have to learn how to do all these, especially if you are going into the online space. It's a big learning curve, steep learning curve, and a lot of things that you have to learn. So the solution here, number one, you embrace it. This is literally your job now. If you're like, hey, I want to go into online business. Okay, cool. Understand that you're going to be online then. Folks will go into the online space and be like, I hate technology. And I'm like, this is your job now, ma'am. This is, this is your job. So we're going to embrace it, understand that this is part of delivering on your 
service delivering on your, your product. The next exponential solution is to remember to learn, just focus on learning one single thing at a time. Yes, you are going to have to acquire these new skills. And if you try to do it all at once, you're going to get overwhelmed and you're probably going to quit. You're, I got to do this. I got to do SEO when I have to learn about how to do videography and I got to learn about lighting and I got to learn about marketing. I got to learn how to write better so I can write blogs and I got to like make a, make a podcast and then oh, I got to like make a website and now I got to do scheduling. I know it's a lot of things. Yes, you can learn all of those things. Absolutely. But you're going to learn them one thing at a time. Okay. And then the last part here would of course be paying. You could hire out. I strongly suggest though, folks, that you learn how to do these things on your own first. So much value in this. I've talked about this numerous times. Part of the value is simply that you realize how long it takes, how difficult it is, and then you are more willing to pay someone else. You're not going to nickel and dime someone or get some, you know, you're not, not going to under, undercut or undercharge someone, or excuse me, underpay someone. The flip side of that, or the counterpart to that, is that when you know how to do it, you are, you're safer, because what happens if you just like have you just hire out, hire out, hire out, and you don't know how to do shit, and then that person quits? Then what? Then what? I don't want you to ever be in that kind of situation. So tremendous value in learning how to do the things yourself first, having some idea how to do it, and then you can look to hire out. All right, fourth and final unexpected issue that I see folks running into as it relates to becoming an entrepreneur, being in the online space, is having expectations of outcome. Many people come from the in-person brick and mortar space, or they come from having a traditional job where you go in and you get paid to basically go in. You get paid to show up. Did you put in your hours? Did you do this thing? Cool. Then I will give you money. That doesn't happen online when you're running your own business. You could show up, you're providing solutions online, you're creating content, putting your, your name out there, and no one buys anything. That's the reality, especially in the beginning. No, probably no one is going to buy anything. And that's actually the first solution is to change your expectations, manage your expectations, get rid of all expectations in general and get rid of, and I'm going to say it, a sense of entitlement. We all tend to have it and we think like, oh, but my shit's so good. Like people should want this. It's a sense of entitlement. Just because you have an opinion doesn't mean you deserve an audience. Just because you decide to start a business doesn't mean that you deserve clients and customers. It's all, there, there's some luck that's in there and anything that we do get and we do receive and if, we just got to be super grateful for. So to borrow from my good friend Meredith Root, have expectations of effort, not outcome. That's the only thing you can control is how you are showing up. So you expect that you're going to give 100% and that's it. No one is obligated to reciprocate or anything like that. We're going to get rid of that, get rid of that expectation. The solution to that solution then is to diversify your self-worth portfolio. Meaning... Business, online business, is what I call an open outcome item. I, I've introduced this in a past episode. Courtney, if you could link that, thank you. And all I mean by out, open outcome item is that there are multiple factors that are outside of your control that influence and ultimately determine what the outcome is. You only have, a say, a part of that. Fixed outcome items, you have full control. Did you do the thing? My suggestion for scratching this itch and dealing with this expectation mismanagement or, yeah, and expectation management is to do more things that are fixed outcome items, aka do more things where you have control of the outcome. The reason I tie this into a self-worth portfolio is oftentimes because people put 
they tie their self-worth into the outcome of the business. I made this thing. I put my lifeblood into it. I love it so much. No one bought it. They don't like me. I'm not good at this thing. When in reality, we know that that's not, that's, they're not the true, the true don't go hand in hand like that. My, my Instagram isn't growing like low self-worth. They don't go hand in hand. What I would suggest doing is doing more things that you do have a say in the outcome, whether that's an art class, whether that's dancing, lifting weights, something that you are in full control of how you show up and that will dictate the outcome. Yes, you're still going to need time to get that outcome, but you are way more in control of that than something that requires input from other people. Bonus here, try to pick things that you're good at. I know people like to push that boulder uphill. Don't recommend doing it all the time. Let, let it be easy. Let it be fun. Pick things that you are good at, really get some momentum with that. And you can lean on those things, especially when you have the times in business where you're doing all the work, you're putting in the work, but maybe you aren't seeing the outcome just yet. All right. There you have it, folks. Those are my top four unexpected issues that you will likely experience as an entrepreneur. Number one was managing time. You work for yourself. Everything's work-related. Suddenly you're like, I don't actually need to do that work. I have this other quote-unquote work I need to do. Uh, second one was working alone. Some folks really like being part of a team or having other people there as teammates. And that's not always the case. It's usually not the case when you are first starting out. Third thing was the fact that you have to learn how to do all the things. You are a marketer. You're the salesperson. You're a sales rep now. You're the IT department. You're definitely the janitor as well. You're literally doing all of the things. And that can be a shock for some people when they first start. And then the last one is having expectations of outcome. Well, I did this thing. I should get paid. I did this thing. I should have an audience. Throw it away. Throw that. Throw those expectations away. My hope is that in, in doing this episode, it creates some awareness that can, for you, facilitate preparation and really help with expectation management. Obviously, if you want to, in, you know, inject me into any of this as a solution, I'm happy to help out, happy to, to see if we'd be a good fit for coaching. But my 100% intention with this was simply to put it on your radar because I do see people come into the online space and just get blindsided by things. And they're like, this is what it's actually like? Yeah, this is what it's actually like. And I personally love it. There are solutions to each of these problems. And if you are truly wanting to be in the, the online space as an entrepreneur, the potential and possible outcomes of that are absolutely phenomenal and can be life-changing. But again, you got to stay in the game long enough to actually win the game, whatever winning looks like for you. All right, look at them, I'm looking at the outline. We got through the things. I'm thinking about that episode, still tugging at my heartstrings, a little rhyme there. As always, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. I see the reviews. You folks are leaving reviews again, and I love it. And maybe I'll ask for another one. If you haven't left one yet, some stars, preferably five, or an actual review, I read them, and it's just really cool to have communication with you folks. Uh, so that'll be my call to action today. If you liked it, if you loved it, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, would love, I would absolutely love a review. And yeah. Just super, super grateful for each and every. Until next time, friends. Maestro.